0: Hey, what's good? This is Brother Most Underground Footy Podcast. Just letting you know if you want to support what we're doing here, you can just hit us up on uh, PGYoungBoys.com. Anyway, let's get down to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. It's most of the Underground Footy Podcast. And today, to start it off, the early bird on this joint. And we're going to try to keep this thing going this time. Um, episodes are going to be relatively short. So you can, you know, on your way to work or whatever, give us a listen. And today, I'm blessed to have Maggie and Tim from Trinity 3 Agency. Did I say your name wrong? I saw you.
1: No, you said it right.
0: Oh, awesome. (laughs) Now, some of you who, you know, are involved with social media, I'm sure already know about this young lady. She is uh, USA's first black registered soccer agent. And uh, I don't know if that includes other sports because, you know, I'm kind of heavy on the soccer side, but, uh, you know, dealing with both MLS and NWSL, all right? I would see you involved with a lot of things dealing with football. And I also realized that you were an agent, but at the same time, you seemed very accessible, at least at that moment in time. And I, you know, we we've, we've spoken in the past, you know, about various issues and things, but I really wanted to get you on here so that you could kind of let the world, my, my folks, see you in person instead of just you know on Instagram and stuff like that. So first give us your 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 all of your handles on Twitter how do they find you?
1: Um yeah so it's Agent Maggie Intim. Right. Um and then on Instagram it's Maggie dot intim and it's very easy. Once you type in Maggie it'll come up. there's not many um African American women that go by that name. So right. you, you won't miss me basically. Okay. And, and Tim is
0: spelled N T I M. Yep. For those who maybe haven't seen it written before. So,
1: yeah.
0: Maggie and Tim. All man. right. You
1: got it good. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm I'm super grateful um and grateful for the connection that we've made and just, you know, you're one of like my go-tos, right, when it comes to anything DMV related or just youth um soccer and it, it's just, man, we got so much to cover. I'll say that
0: all right, all right, but well, I promised them that we wouldn't go super long. So what we may do is 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 we'll make you a reoccurring guest if if necessary, which I'm sure it will be necessary because one of the other things that I'm thinking about doing is maybe we'll go on uh, you know, we go on Twitter and have some of those spaces where other Absolutely. folks can check in. Yeah. We can get some conversation going maybe on stuff that's happening very currently. You know what I yeah. mean? I,
1: I, I like that idea a lot.
0: Yeah. So, all right. First question I'm going to ask is why did you decide to become a sports agent?
1: Ooh, I get this a lot. Um, So for anybody that knows, you know, when you grow up in New York city, sports is like the culture, right? Like, so from a young age, I used to play um, basketball. My uncle had taught me how to play ball, and you know, used to watch the New York Knicks. Diehard New York Knicks fan. Um, oh, you are so dying funny. hard
0: sometimes. <laughs> 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 but no, but yeah, they do they, they, it. They'll be, we be fine.
1: We're not even gonna get into that. But <laughs> um, and, and so during that time too, I used to play you know soccer for fun. And being a first generation born here to Caribbean and African parents, it was like, look, we we didn't have no money. To put you through no academies or anything like that so you better kick a soccer ball around the yard or something you know and that was my way of playing and all the kids in my neighborhood i i grew up in um jamaica queens south jamaica queens and so a lot of the kids in my neighborhood were playing basketball so we're like you know my neighborhood was the home to like Ray for austin um tina charles um anthony mason so you know all the names i just mentioned are basketball players it's not one soccer player that came from my neighborhood. So it's kind of hard to be what you can't see. Right. And so for me, I switched the soccer ball to a basketball and was playing ball and, you know, did that, but I never forgot what I wanted to do within soccer. And so I said at some point in my career, I would love to be an agent. And if I were going to be an agent in any sport, it would have to be soccer or football as we call it. So um, fast forward all the years later, here I am.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. So, Like I said, I've probably known you as far as being in communication with you just over a year. Yep. What are some of the changes that you've seen in the soccer landscape since you've been involved with
1: it? Oh, so since I've been involved with it from a representation side, uh, I'm I'm two years in now. um, So much has changed, right? When I first came in, there was no like MLS Next um, it was more of the simple, like, pay-to-play model. And so I noticed that changed tremendously. Um, well, you, so you I,
0: didn't you didn't deal with the DA then?
1: Nope. Oh. Nope.
0: <laughs> okay. Nope. And, right. and honestly,
1: I'm happy. I'm happy mm-hmm. I didn't. Because let, let's be clear, me being, you know, one of the only African-American females in the U.S. in this space, let alone when it comes to MLS and representing men, I'm the only black face, right? Black woman. So it's already challenging in that aspect. So you can just imagine dealing with if, if I was dealing with the DA at that time, oh man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd still be in it. because I'd have probably lost my mind at some point. But um I think now with this new like MLS next structure, it's it's interesting. Um there's still a lot to learn, but I think it can work and it is working. Um, to an extent so like I said there's a lot
0: okay now now quite obviously MLS Next is you know they have the you know affiliate clubs and the clubs that are not direct they don't have a first team right okay. now you also have the clubs that are outside of that bubble right? And then you have also the MLS clubs. Now, how is it that these kids that, because like I get requests and I see it, like when I look at posts by different, um, you know, academies and kids are going, hey, how can I join and stuff like that? Now, obviously we can't answer that question because you know, it, it's got a lot to do with scouting. It seems like the networks are getting bigger. Um, how do you feel about that aspect of it? Like the kids, how, how do we get more kids involved and being seen and, and, and make it a competition for, to be the best? You know what I mean?
1: I try to tell a lot of athletes and even their parents um, take advantage of technology. That's why it's, that's a big, big reason as to why it's there. Right. So, and what I mean by that is every player I feel should have a YouTube channel. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. free to create one. Um, And you create this channel and you can upload videos, upload your highlights of who you are, because like you said, these players want to get scouted. They want to be seen. And to me, that's one of the ways that I, come across players outside of watching you know whether it's academy games or you know tournaments I'm, I'm looking on YouTube I'm looking on you know Scout and I'm like let me see all the kids in like this neighborhood in particular or this area this city this market and so I want to be able to go to YouTube and see things that I don't necessarily see because sometimes you can only fit but so much into a highlight reel so show me some other videos or highlights that you have that maybe it didn't make the highlight reel, but it also shows the versatility, right? Cause then you have some kids that can play more than one position. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you only see them playing as a winger or sometimes you may only see them playing well, outside of goalkeeping, that's like the only position where they kind of right. just one, right? So um, you'll see players that will play as a winger. They could play as, um, you know, a forward. You got some that are playing as a center back or right back or left back. So it, to me, that's one way. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best ways because it's it's right. Well,
0: I I I have told you know because I, I I do videos for players, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I told them is that by you putting the link to what you're doing, like it used to be way back in the day, people had to like stick a VHS or something yep. in, in an <laughs> yep. envelope and get it to someone. It's much easier for a coach to click on something and say, oh, let me check this out. And and the other thing that I tell people is you better put some of the bang for the buck in the first 10 to 20, 30 seconds.
1: Make it like a resume. Make it like a resume.
0: Put the best stuff at the front.
1: That's right. When I click it, I want to see see the best.
0: Right, right, right. Now... So what pathways do you think are viable for players? Now, I'm not just talking about young men, because I know that you've got people that you sign into NWSL. I see you go to to all the drafts, right?
1: Yeah, I've been participating in two drafts. So 2023 will be my third time on both sides, MLS and um, NWSL.
0: Now, I will tell you this, that the one thing about the MLS draft that I've seen is that a lot of those guys, either one, there's teams that just pass, right? They 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 sell their slots for whatever it is, TAM or GAM or something. And I also know that I've known guys to get drafted that didn't actually make the team. Like yeah. I heard one coach say that maybe 50% of the kids that come out of his program and go get dra- that get drafted actually would make the team that they're trying out for yep. so for those guys i mean i'm imagining you hear a lot from guys that are, are willing to grind and maybe go to usl you know um now i know there's various tiers to usl how do you how, where would you suggest someone who has talent where, where do you suggest they get started because obviously, you cannot just pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm coming on in. I'm a baller. Uh, what time should I be there? What, what it, how do you go about doing the USL thing?
1: So that's a perfect, that's perfect, perfect. Glad you brought that up. Great segue, right, into USL. So when you mentioned about the draft, I'd probably say 70% of those guys end up on a USL team. Right, Because even before MLS Next started, a lot of those teams, too, were part of USL. And like you said, there's different levels. So you have the championship being the highest. You have uh, USL League 2, and then you have USL League 1. If you ask me, in my opinion, League 1 should probably be um, under USL championship because this is just my honest opinion. I feel like they have a better – there's some clubs within there um, that are just – they're way better than a lot of the teams within League Two. Um, I don't even really touch League Two, to to be honest with you. It's really between Championship and League One. Um, And to go back to your original question about players getting in, I mean, look, if the opportunity is there for you to draft, um, to get drafted to a club, absolutely, right? It's good to get a little bit of that exposure. But if you do end up on a USL Championship team, Now, I'm going to bring it where it's almost similar. I I like to look at it as basketball. You have the NBA, then you have the G League. Some players are not NBA ready, but they are G League ready, Mm -hmm. where they go through the G League, they get that development, and then they move on, and it's kind of the same thing. But I've seen instances where some players, it's not even a bad thing if they're not MLS ready, but they are killing it on the championship level side that sometimes even that pathway, they go from USL championship to Europe. And we've been seeing that within the past year.
0: Well, I mean some of that seems like it's due to the competition between because USL and MLS seem to have kind of a, a, a relationship. but I believe that the
1: love the MLS <laughs> Pro
0: thing is kind of' is causing some friction there. Now, I've seen MLS kids, academy players that move over to usl for various reasons you know um so i do see it as a lot of guys are using it as a viable pathway especially if they want to try to go international Mm -hmm. now one of the other things is i have you know friends whose kids play internationally And I've seen guys go international. I've seen guys choose not to. And I think that one of the things that people really have to be aware of is everybody's pathway is going to be different, but you could be a very good player that might be able to play in the MLS and you decide to go grind overseas and they don't handle things the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, paying somebody a million or a mil five does not mean that that dude has to be on the starting 11. It could be, you got some value. We may loan you out. And and, I mean, to them, it may not seem like a ton of cash, right? It it, it may seem that way to the player. So their assumption may be, oh, when I get out here, I'm going to be killing it. But each country, each league has different things, it seems. And so some of our our young guys are kind of like, wait a minute, you know, they get caught up in the social media side and they're like, they're seeing what their contemporaries are doing. And they're like, well, nobody even knows I'm here, you know? Yep. But it also seems like guys can really develop without that hot spotlight or that target on their back too.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I like the USL championship. So my first client um Hugh Roberts has played within the championship level for how many years now right and um he is probably to me just you know an overall great athlete great person on and off the pitch um he's a veteran you know he's a vet in that space and there's so many other guys that I've seen, like I said, um, cause even before I became an agent, I always was a fan of this sports. So I watched the different levels from the college, mm-hmm. to the USL to the MLS to international. And so, it, you know, a lot of stuff with what you touched on. I definitely agree. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but the question becomes, right? Like what is the best path? It's it's kind of hard to define that because every person's path is different.
0: Right and, now, you know, now on the women's I mean, side, how do you see it? Because, like oh. I just saw our 17s get bounced, and you know, everything I'm seeing is you know, the rest of the world is catching up. Mm-hmm. And so now it seems like it used to be like, okay, NWSL, that's the goal. But now a lot of girls are playing, a lot of women are playing overseas. Yep. And those leagues seem to really be on the come up. I saw them playing like Old Trafford or somewhere. And I was amazed at the number of heads (laughs) that were up in there. Right. Yeah. So do you fit, what, what has changed for the women's game?
1: I mean, the women's, so the women's game is is a little bit different from the men's side too, because like with the men, you know, in, in the States, at least like we have the the MLS academies and things like that. If you notice with NWSL, you don't have like, Oh, this, such and such player, is getting the call-up to the first team coming from Angel City Academy. So that's one part where... Do you,
0: do you think they're going to try that again at some point?
1: Yes. Um, and then I think that's, to me, with the USL W League, that's how I look at the W League, as kind of like it could be an academy system in a way because mm-hmm. uh, it's like semi-pro. Then you have a whole nother league, which is the Super League that's coming for USL. So that's hopefully there can be some type of relationship pathway where players that may go to college and play three, four years, get their degree. Cause I always encourage the women to get their degrees to have something to fall back on. Um, if they don't make it to the NWSL, like like they don't get drafted or they go through the trials and they don't get signed, then your option could be you can go overseas or you can go and play for USL, you know, because USL would be considered as the second Um, league for women uh within you know soccer here so the pathways is different but Europe you know going to Europe I just sent three of my clients to Australia Australia is a very very good league um as well for development for players and um these are women clients yes these are women clients they 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 um yeah, man, they're they not playing like overseas is becoming, it's, it's real. Like I watch those games and I'm like, wow. But, you know, he, here's the thing. This is what I was explaining to a friend in Europe the other day about the difference, right? With the women, what I see. So in America here, we're known for that speed, right? That's why when you look at the women's national team, it's like they can't touch us. Because we, we you know, our speed is in, is impeccable. <laughs> and a lot of us are good technically too. On, on, you know, technically we're good, but that's what I like to say. Europe, when a player go- comes from America and goes there, they're gonna come back an even more better player because they already have the speed, so they're quick on their feet. And then,
0: but the you te- feel like they may learn the game better over there.
1: Yeah, the technical side. Yep, the real like, because it's different. It's different, and if you notice mm-hmm. it by watching the games, you'll see the difference when you're watching an NWSL game versus um a FAWSL game and sometimes too the players if a player is coming from like europe there's a certain style that they play with versus a player that's brought up here in america so it's different styles um but yeah a lot of the women are going to europe or they're going to different countries um because too financially it's just it's paying a lot more um mm-hmm. and you know unfortunately there were there's still a lot of issues within the NWSL that needs to be worked out that as a young woman, do you really want to play in a league that has those type of issues? You know, because you can't brush that under the rug. We, right, right, we right, got to right. be real about that. Um, so that is something that even I noticed with clients now. That was a big reason why they're like, look, I don't even want to play in this league. I, I'd rather go overseas. <laughs> <Straight> <laughs>
0: now, when, let's say a player is looking at signing with an agent. Now, I would assume in most cases, the agents, in my experience, the agents tend to reach out to the players. And they may reach out to them relatively young to develop that relationship, but they're not signing them at that moment, in most cases. But I have seen some instances where maybe the parents weren't as savvy, and these kids have signed... Before and basically they've eliminated any eligibility to go to college if it if it gets out. Right. Yeah. I mean, yep. I don't I don't know how yep. heavily the clearinghouse and the NCA are actually looking into that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've always told kids, look, you'll have time. And and and, you know, um, my one of my first interviews was with Eddie Pope. And he told me, he said, listen, if a guy is pressing you to sign your kid at that point, you need to run, don't walk.
1: Yep.
0: You know what I mean? And so that's kind of the information that hopefully got got out to folks. Um, and, you know, but what is it that you do look for when it is time?
1: So if I'm looking for an agent and I try to advise parents on this, I mean. Talk to as many agents as possible, right? Because they're all not going to be the same. Um, there's so many things I would look for, like their track record. Um, so what what players? Have would been you would, would,
0: would most agents be like, hey, call my client, call my client, this one, that some, one, and the other. Some
1: would the good to be honest with you, the good ones, you know why? Because if you got a good reputation and you do good work, then mm-hmm. even if you're no longer representing a client. If that client could still refer you, then that means mm-hmm. you're good. And if the client doesn't, I mean you might have some people that may be in their feelings, so they may feel a certain type of way. Yeah, that's be, true. You know that's true. Saying? I mean, like, I guess but you can call them, but I would say this that um, like I said, there's certain things to look for, right? Like the agent's track record. Um you I mean it's it's that's a whole nother topic. I think that's a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have to do
0: that. We'll do a different We're gonna one on that. We'll have to do that on
1: spaces, but I will, I will say um cuz there's just so many layers to the agent side man cuz and you touched on a little bit of it about you know and, and Eddie Pope, I agree 100% with what he said. Um anytime they're pressuring you, it's never good because anything that comes too fast like that and and they just put pressure on it. Mm-mm, I got good. another
0: one for you. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between an agent from abroad and an agent from that's U.S.-based? Now, I know a lot of them do both, but they always have a U.S.-based person.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, for instance, how does an agent in Germany get paid for dealing with a player?
1: See, that part is hard to say because is so much once again that that's that's a spaces man we gotta do a whole spaces on finding an agent um understanding the fees but i'll say this from an american side at least um with mls uh usl what they've done is the the, the leagues will pay the agents out
0: they the the league what
1: the league pays the agents so mls USL, they pay the agents.
0: Well, you mean like a percentage of whatever their contract? So whatever is? whatever the percentage,
1: oh. yeah, whatever the percentage so is. So it it's not like
0: the, they they pay the player and then the player pays you. It's just it's set up in the contract.
1: On the men's side, for USL, MLS, that's how it is. Usually, it should be the same um, overseas, but it's a little bit different because you know people be doing their own thing. I'm not calling about. Yeah, but, but
0: but 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 like for instance, USL are independent entities, yeah. right? MLS Next Pro will be considered, as far as I can tell, independent entities. Still now,
1: independent, but still of MLS, right? So they're still within that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, it, it's it's foggy. I I don't really yeah. understand it. So I'm <laughs> not gonna sit here and state anything like facts. That's just kind of what yep, I'm understanding. Yep. But, um, but like if you get a check and you play for, let's say, Atlanta United that check's going to say MLS on.
1: Yeah, Major League Soccer. Um, I'm talking so, about the
0: players. The players are going to receive a check that says MLS. It's oh not yeah, going to say Yeah,
1: yeah. they're going to get that check, and they don't have to worry. They shouldn't have to worry about paying me because the league, we already worked that out.
0: Okay, okay. Now, if that in- ever
1: happens where, if, if, if it ever happens where, you know, an agent is asking for that, then there's a problem. No, no, make, no, no. I, I, I'm,
0: I'm, I think you, you didn't quite understand me. Like when, when I'm talking about just in general, a step away from the, the agent side of it. Mm-hmm. MLS checks come with MLS or the name of the team. Do you know? I, I'm, I'm confused because I've heard people say that the MLS issues the checks. And then I've heard other people say that, you know, I, I mean, I don't yeah. know. It, it's coming from the league. coming from the league okay great great great
1: great.
0: now how have your relationships with the clubs evolved right like from when you first came in you know and they probably you know like hmm and now where you're at because you represent you know good number of players how has that changed how did that how did it change not how has it how did it change what What do you think brought about that change?
1: Um, I I think I earned a lot of the, I like to say like the the GMs, the sporting directors respect, right? Um, So I had a relationship with MLS in terms of the league prior to becoming an agent from my days working in sports marketing um, and, and sponsorship marketing. So I've known a few people there and making that transition to add the representation side made it a lot better but it was tough in the beginning because i had to kind of email twice to some be real specific let them know i am miss maggie and tim you know what i'm saying so that mm-hmm. you place that emphasis like look this is a female and yes i mean business um and then also to just bringing good talent i think at, at some point a lot of the clubs kind of respected that and and they saw too that um I really care for the player like I really have the player's best interests at heart. It's not it's not really about a dollar, right? And many people will say, oh, it should be about the money." Yeah, it is, but I've made a lot of money in my career. So, it's not about that. It's about making sure this player's well-being is is taken care of and the interest is good on both sides. So, you know, kind of earn their respect um and of course with the draft, you know, being able to work with some players and kind of help them get drafted and things like that. So, it, it took some time and it's still a process man two years in it's still certain clubs i ain't i ain't messing with them like listen because there's gonna be something with this you know person but and that's understandable right because i'm i'm the woman i'm new t- to this space when there's others that's been here a long time so i get it um but i will say a lot of them have been just super um supportive to be honest with you like they've when it's close to draft time, they know I'm coming with something. So they're right. prepared. They're like, all right, Maggie, what's up? What you got for me? You know? So, right. um, it, it works out good. And yeah, uh, until, until you get like that number one player, you know, yeah. Can, like,
0: well, know. speaking of, speaking of that, we're going to touch on this briefly because yep. we can do a whole episode on, uh, sponsorships and NIL and stuff like that. Right which is name, image, likeness. I will say that now colleges deal with that. Um, I know that you had done some work prior with like 50 Cent and Coca-Cola and uh, let's see, oh, Killian Mbappe. (laughs) And, you know, that's one of the things that I think that a lot of the kids don't understand is that a lot of you're you're your own brand as a player and so I want to take this time because like I've had players that have come out of our organization that are doing really good things and like me and me and my footy brothers the dads you know we we follow them along and like every now and then somebody might put something that's like I don't know if it's out of character or they just didn't think out what it is they said or did. Now, obviously there's people who are on social media they're whole, they're just trolls or they just, that's what they want to do. They're looking for hits and clicks. But what would you say to like, cause like I said, we've spoken to kids and they, and they thanked us later. Like, you know what? I hadn't really thought that out. I didn't think people were going to interpret it that way, you know, because I know the kid. But then at the same time, it's like there's going to be people looking at this that don't know you. And that's what they know right now. So don't put that on here. You know what I mean? And every college and every academy, they want all those handles. They want to be able to go through and make sure you don't embarrass them because we've had, we've got folks that are embarrassing themselves and losing a lot of money out here. I've
1: I've seen, you know, saying some
0: things that they have, you know, that just don't jive with what should be said, you know, and it doesn't matter if you believe that you said it a certain way, you have to look at the way it could be interpreted across the board when you're trying to be a brand.
1: Yep. Perception is everything.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's reality for a lot of people too. So what 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 was just real quick, what what was it that you did with uh, Killing and Bobby? What was that your, what was your, um, how do you say? How did how did that situation work out?
1: Yeah, so that that started from my Coca Cola days. So before I became an agent and working on the marketing side, and when I was um, working in the sponsorship group and working with FIFA and working with, like, the different divisions, so, like, Coca-Cola France, and at that time, we were gearing up for the World Cup, for 2018 World Cup, and, um, you know, we did a cool campaign with the France um, national team, the men's national team, and so that relationship came, but I, I knew who he was, you know, being someone that watches football, and I was like, man, th- this kid is, like, phenomenal, and and me, that's the marketing side of me, is like, man, this guy, like, he could be like the LeBron James of football, you know, in Europe, basically, and, and everywhere, global, global superstar. So um, that relationship started there, started kind of building and talking with him and a couple of other players and agents about things that they can do. But, of course, it's like I'm speaking a foreign language, like literally. So they were like, like, what is she talking about? So um, with Mbappe, it was about showing him what could be done. And at the time building a relationship with guys from like Hublot watch company, they wanted to do something with him, and I'm like, well, why don't you kind of tap in a little bit more and give him something that's like an asset of his where he could create his own watch, right? right. So instead
0: of him being like
1: the regular oh, here's
0: basketball. the here's the eco drive and 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 eli manning is wearing it it's more like, ah. like Terminator.
1: so it's you know making it something different and especially when you look at our people and especially in this sport like when you look at the other sports and i, and I came from working in basketball so i've seen a lot of the nba guys and, and have been blessed to work on some of those cool um opportunities and marketing opportunities but i'm just like you know, in football, like, it it should be major. So that was like one thing there. And then my vision overall site was like, okay, now how do we translate that to the US side? Because we know globally, these guys are going to get opportunities. But what about here in the States, like with MLS or even USL, and there's so many talented players, but I'm like, what's going on off the pitch with their marketing? Like some of these guys have, okay, the, the simple endorsement deal, the Adidas or the Nike, but even then throughout that partnership, what does that really look like? What does that really entail? Is it the typical, like, oh, do this, or, you know, are, is there um, an initiative to do something in the community where it's like, it's mandatory. It's part of that contract that you have to create your own day or day you know, do something where you're going back to a community center near Mm -hmm. your neighborhood, you know? So for me, it's just, I'm a very creative person um, by nature. So that's why the marketing is like a big deal to me too. And what better way to um, be able to handle on the field stuff and do off the field, so.
0: Right, okay. Well, what I would say is this, if if uh, someone... Wants to get in touch with you, I'm gonna give that social media one more time. They can DM your DMs are open. Yeah, my DMs are open. Um okay. just don't
1: be crazy because you know what I, I will well, I won't respond. I've learned that. Don't respond.
0: <laughs> so, if they say something crazy.
1: Yeah, because okay. I don't want to buy the present glass tell like is,
0: they, can, they can DM me and, and and I might be able to verify that they're that they're legit. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, but um <laughs> But, um, no, but they can definitely, yeah, you you know, especially the parents. Um, I, I get a lot of inquiries from parents. And my mm-hmm. thing is, like, uh, I'm I'm probably one of the most accessible agents in this, especially in this space, Um, yes. like literally the most accessible. Anybody that follows me on Twitter, you know, I'm very active and vocal, unapologetically right. me. You know, we're going
0: to we're going to one. We're going to get that spaces together. I also I yes. guess I need to put my social media out there in case people don't know is. PG Young Boys. Whether you want Instagram, Twitter, whatever, um, I will uh, be taking sponsors on now. If anybody wants to do that, DM me, um, and I'm gonna probably have to um, hire you to uh, help me find some
1: sponsorships.
0: <laughs> but we
1: gonna work it out. We are gonna work it out.
0: Yeah, because we, we, you
1: know it's just. Work it out.
0: It's just for me, this is something we're going to try to do on a relatively consistent basis. I'm going to keep it short like I promised the people and that way they always want some more. So um, I want to thank Absolutely. you. It took a long time for us to get this thing going and um, you know, I had done podcasts like coming out of COVID and stuff like that and it was, it was fun and, and life caught up with me but you know, a lot of people have requested that I get this thing going again so that's what I'm doing. So, no, I love
1: it. Thank you so much. Thank you so right. much for the platform and for the opportunity. And I'm so glad we got to do this. And we're going to keep, you know, we're definitely going to continue. I definitely want to do the spaces for sure. Let's do that. Um, and yeah, just all thank right. you. For, and for all thank
0: you, you for coming on the inaugural, you know, next episode of the Underground Footy Podcast. And um, I'll talk to you soon. OK,
1: thank you so much.